Hello, everyone. Hope you all are doing well. Welcome to our Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you lead your small groups、uh, throughout the week. My name is Pastor Russ, and we have Pastor Billy with us, and he'll be going over the guide for this week's small group. Awesome. Thank you, Russ.、Uh, yeah, again, welcome everyone to this Leaders Podcast. A、um, couple quick announcements before we dive into the guide this week.、Um, you know, we're in this series called Miracles and、uh, Believing God for Amazing Things to Happen. And we have a new、uh, way for you to tell us your story and just kind of what God's doing in your life. We've been hearing stories of miracles、uh, breaking out through our Seek Week and different things, but we'd love it if you would share that with us and if our members would share those stories with us. So there's, you can go to our website. Pearlside.org slash miracles, and you can tell us your story, what God's been doing in your life.、Uh, there's also a button you can click、uh, so that you can re- report what God's been doing. And, you know, it, it could be a miracle in process or a miracle that's already happened. You know, I n- know a lot of people, or I've heard of several stories already of people who've been healed of chronic pain and, and just different things like that, delivered from spiritual opposition. And, and so we, we would love to hear those stories so that we can rejoice with you and、yep. so that God can get the glory through what God's been doing. So tell your Small group members, tell the people, you know, hey, tell us your story so that we can celebrate the grace of God as well.、Um, one other thing, we have a coaches summit coming up on February the 4th.、Uh, so, all of you that are coaches, we look forward to seeing you guys there.、Uh, it'll be a great time of equipping as well as fellowship where we can encourage one another as we lead our small group leaders and try to、uh, expand the kingdom of God and make a difference、uh, together. So, look、mm-hmm. forward to seeing you guys there. All right, well, this week we're diving into the third miracle that Jesus performed in John's gospel. It was the Healing of a man who had been paralyzed for 38 years. Now, the Bible doesn't specify how he ended up in that situation, but just that he was a paralytic. And he was lying at this, this pool, of Beth, the pool of Bethsaida,、um, just believing that, God was, that somehow he was going to get healed, but he, just for 38 years, nothing had happened. Jesus shows up. Heals the man and he goes off now praising God. And、uh, just a couple of things that I want to point out from this miracle、uh, and w- from the message and in our discussion. First of all, that Jesus sees us in our suffering and he cares for us.、Uh, he, there was a large crowd of people there, but yet Jesus called out and singled out this one man. And sometimes we can feel like Jesus doesn't see us. We feel like he doesn't know what we're going through, but Jesus knows. And he, and he approaches all of us wanting, to, us, wanting us to respond to him in faith so that he can, he can do something in our lives. And、uh, Jesus' desire is to heal us and, all, and free us so that we can live the life that he's created for us to live. We recognize it from the beginning death, disease, all of that was not part of God's original plan. In、mm-hmm. the garden, there was no disease and there was no death. God intended for us to live forever with him. And so this. The reality of the broken world that we live in was not part of God's plan. Unfortunately, it is the reality today, but God calls us to live above that and beyond that. And so, you know, how we respond to Him in faith makes all the difference.、Right. And I love this last part, though. You know, at the end of it, Jesus said something that He hadn't said to anybody else after He healed them. He told this guy,、uh, Look, you're well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. Another translation says, Stop sinning. Lest something worse happens to you. And I think this is interesting. Was Jesus saying to this guy, you know, it's your sin that got you in this situation? Maybe. Or was he just warning him not to sin so that he doesn't get back into a bad situation? We know that sin is the root of all death, disease, and destruction. It's、right. where it all came from. Now, does that mean that every time we're sick or every time there's a death, it's because of someone's sin? No, not necessarily. But we do know that sin does cause a lot of the pain and the suffering that happens in the world. And Jesus was reminding this man, and I think reminding all of us as well, that we need to walk and continue to walk in freedom, lest we end up in a worse situation or back into a bad situation. And how many of you know sometimes we can get set free and then we go right back to the old stuff?、Right. 
or we can get healed and we go right back to the things that got us in the, in the mess in the first place. And I think Jesus is reminding us not to do that. I set you free and I'll walk in that freedom. So a couple of questions, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, as you reflect on the main thought scriptures in the weekend sermon, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? I would probably highlight that point myself, you know, because, you know, God sets us free from mindsets, bondages, addictions. He sets us free from even physical ailments, but our flesh there's a gravitational pull to want to go back, to want to go back to all the stuff that got us in bondage. And I think that's just a, a powerful reminder to all of us to not walk back into the, the mess we got ourselves in in the first place, walk in that freedom. Russ, what stands out to you? Uh, what would you share here? Yeah, I think one of the things that's really interesting is this this man was paralyzed for three, 38 years. It's a long time. Right, so he knew his situation, he knew his circumstance, and if we were very honest with ourselves, uh, we know where we're at in our walk with God. We know our strengths, but we also know our weaknesses. And I think two pointers that I kind of wrote down as Pastor Billy was sharing or going through the discussion guide that we can help lead our small group into a time of really rich and life-giving conversations is these two things. Number one, I think prepping our small groups uh, coming into this particular discussion would be really great. Encourage them to look through the guide, really soak in into their soul, the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. story of the paralyzed man and how it relates to them personally. Where were they where were we personally in our life before we came into That's a good. relationship yep. with God? Um, because we were all suffering with something and we were all mm. aware of what those things were. And Jesus came to the paralyzed man, healed the paralyzed man and encouraged him to sin no more. So we've all have these kinds of experiences. So prep our small groups. I think a second one, Pastor Billy, is also to be ready for us as leaders to lead first and to kind of set the transparency and the openness with our story and, and not being afraid to to be honest with our small groups on things that we've you know gone through ourselves. I've realized myself that you know when we come into group, we kind of set the standard as leaders. We we set right. the tenor. So if we come in open and honest, I, I really encourage us to do so and then also to expect some really rich discussion after. And you know that's a really good practice, Russell. Thank you for pointing that out. That mm-hmm. you know in, you, we should be reviewing the guide ahead of time and that's why you're listening to this podcast. But even encourage the leaders, especially your tripods and even some of your consistent members to review ahead of time so that they can come with something right. meaningful to share rather than trying to search for the answer, you know, while we're all sitting there. I know sometimes my group, after we ask the questions, there's this awkward silence for like 60 seconds. And, yeah. You know, I don't mind because I know we're thinking yeah. and everyone's busy. I get it. But if you can have pre-thought, then you'll come in with an even more rich um, uh, type, of, type of moment of sharing. You know, one other thing stood out to me uh, as I was thinking about this that maybe wasn't highlighted in all the sermons, but... You know, this guy was a paralytic for 38 years, and uh, he tried everything to get Mm. healed. And when Jesus said, do you want to get well? His response wasn't, yes, of course, obviously, it's why I'm here, right? Right. His response was, but I have no one to help me get into the pool. See, Mm. and and I think sometimes we we get like that. We're in a situation for so long, and we feel like there's no hope. You get so discouraged, you get so, I tried everything, nothing's working, I'm still addicted to this, I still have these these mindsets, I'm still depressed, I'm still sick, or whatever the situation is. And, uh, you know, Jesus comes offering help, and then we go, yeah, but, right? Whatever your right. yeah, but is. Yeah. You want to be free? Yeah, but. And, and I kind of wonder if that's where many people are in our groups. We've lived with these challenges our whole lives, and now we see, okay, God is a miracle worker, but we go, yeah, but. Right. Yeah, but not right. for me. Yeah, but maybe for other people. Yeah, but you don't know my situation. And I love what Jesus does. He just tells the guy, do you want to get well? You know, it's a simple question. And if what if he just said yes? 
Jesus would have probably said, stand up and walk. But his response immediately was, oh, I have no one to help me. You know, woe is me kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, sometimes we can get in that place, right? Uh, but I think our response, rather than thinking about the yeah buts and the woe is me's, should just be, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord, what do I do? How do I experience this freedom? What do I need to do? And then we do it in faith, right? Um, so anyway, that uh, that was bonus, bonus, bonus <laughs> content. Um, second question, you know, we might want to, you probably want to go to is, how has sin affected your ability to live life in freedom? Kind of going back to what Russell said earlier, reflecting on where we came from, Right. And sometimes, you know, if you've been a Christian like me, that I'm 20-something years now, you kind of forget how depressed you were and how lost you were and how hopeless you were. And as Russell said, I think it'd be great to reflect so that we can come in and even share here, how has sin affected your ability to live in freedom? It doesn't have to be something right now. It could have been 20 years ago. Yeah, I was depressed. I was anxious. I was fearful. I, You know, all these things. Um, and maybe it's something even right now. But that leads to the the, the, the third question is how will you obey Jesus' word, sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you? How are you even tempted now to go back? And I think this can be a great moment of sharing as well, right. transparently saying, hey, man, I'm re- I struggle with this. And all of us are struggling with different areas of sin. All of us are struggling with the, the gravitational pull of the world, the flesh, and the devil to go back to our past lives. And so remembering where we came from will help us to remember, I don't want to go back there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to that place. God set me free, so I, need, I don't need to walk in this freedom. Um, thoughts on that, Russ? What's, what, what stands out to you? Oh, th- that, those are a lot of great points. And I think one final thought for me, too, is, you know, we can end with the prayer points. Those are great. I believe that God can meet us right where we are. But as leaders and as small group members, let's really hold one another accountable. I think that's my takeaway from this particular story is Jesus said, sin no more. And we want to hold our people, you know, to that standard that God wants to provide the grace and the strength and the freedom as we talked about earlier, and we're going to need to continue the conversation. So take note of what these things are. Have one another share. Have an accountability partner in your small group to talk more in depth about these things, and let's really pray and stand alongside one another in freedom, not just for this particular small group, but really for the rest of our journey in faith, because it'll be for the rest of our life. Absolutely. And, you know, just kind of even tying this to last week, if you remember when the official came to Jesus uh, wanting a miracle for his son, Jesus sent him with a word to obey, right? right? He sent him away, go obey my word. I said, go and your son will live. And the man obeyed his word and he went. And as he obeyed, the miracle happened. And here we see now the miracle happens and Jesus is reminding him, obey my word, go mm-hmm. and sin no more. Mm-hmm. So it's bookended, right? We need to obey his word to experience the miracle very often. And after we do, we need to obey his word afterwards so that we don't end up in a worse situation as yes. before. And so what is the key? It's faith and obedience. I mean, the Christian life can really be summarized by those two things, God's grace for us and the faith in obedience that comes as a response to that. And uh, maybe that'll help someone in your group this week. Um, But I love what Russell said, you know, start off, you know, really reflect on this, you know, you can reflect on the discussion questions. How has sin affected your ability to live in freedom in the past or even in the present? Explain that and and help people to understand and and, and empathize with one another. And then where are we at right now? What what challenges are we facing to want to go back or or it's difficult to obey the word? Where are you? Where are you struggling with that? And um, let's have a great op- uh, moment to pray for one another, encourage one another to with for faith and obedience mm-hmm. before, during, and after the miracle. And uh, I believe God's going to continue to do great things in all of our lives. So. 
Have a great week in small groups, everybody. Thank you, Russell, for, for joining us and for Thank you, everyone. sharing your insights. And uh, we look forward to hearing your stories. Again, pearlside.org slash miracles or the miracles button in the app. Tell us your story. Tell us what God's doing. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, my God, my arm grew back. You know what I mean? It could just be, you know, I was depressed or, you know, I was I was anxious and I feel a greater sense of peace. You know, those things are super important um, to, for us to encourage one another about. If it is a miraculous healing, tell us about that. We'd love to encourage one another. Um, and, uh, and we'll see you all coaches at our coaches training on February the 4th. But have a great small group, everyone. Thank you for all that you do. And uh, let's go make a difference together. God bless you. Thank you.